0: I shot him a look. It pained me when he talked like that. He didn't do it often, but... Tobias had been caught in Morph way back in the beginning. More recently, he'd been voluntarily captured for the sake of the mission. Tortured, too. He'd sacrificed more than any of us for the stupid war. He had a right to deal with it all whatever way he could. Still, it hurt me to see him reveal the damage that had been done to him. I have strong feelings for Tobias, the kind you can't help. The kind that seem inevitable, like they were always there even before you knew the person. And dear listener, I die. Mm-hmm. I, I die. Mm.
1: There's also a quality to that that we've seen in Rachel before of, um, and I don't mean this to come across as a criticism of the character because it, it's mm. not, but there is a, a selfishness to, mm-hmm. to that description that we get mm-hmm. in the privacy of her head and we saw it before, just like, I don't like, Seeing that, mm-hmm. just like, yeah, he can deal with it however he wants. That's his right. But it makes me sad. Yes. And that is an understandable sentiment to have. We do not, as empathetic creatures, like seeing people we love and care about in distress. It's mm-hmm. a shitty feeling. But given that we know that Rake's just like, mm, why can't I just be a human? Though? Mm-hmm. And then he wouldn't be suffering, though, like, except he would because it's trauma. Yeah. Uh, that won't that won't go away. Uh his <laughs> face will just be human. So you can read his expression marginally better if he remembers to use his face, which he <laughs> may not. Mm-hmm. Um I love to bias. Um too.
0: <laughs> but it is
1: I like that we get that glimmer of perspective. Mm-hmm. Because it go it it's just part and parcel of some of the better, subtler aspects of characterization, which is that Rachel is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And things do get to her. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And she is at her core. And this is true and makes for her duality as a person. Great. She is kind of selfish. At the end of the day, she will put Judy first basically every time. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But that doesn't stop her having selfish impulses and acting selfishly from time to time. That's what makes her interesting and flawed. Mm -hmm. And it's, I like that that's there and that she's not totally just like, yeah, well, that's just part of the parcel. And sometimes he's sad and that's okay.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Because that would, like, it's much more interesting to have her uncomfortable with it. Because again, Mm -hmm. it's then forces her to contend with the reality of what it is they're doing.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Because if he's not okay, then it's a reminder that maybe she shouldn't be okay. Mm -hmm. And oh yeah, we're fighting in a war for humanity. No big deal. No biggie. Just another Saturday.
0: Yeah. Uh, Cassie basically says, I agree with Marco and Tobias. It's a good idea. But for a fast series of relentless attacks, we need someone calling the shots. And Jake is better than en- does better. Does that better than anyone? And Rachel's just like, well, Jake isn't here. And Cassie's like, and look what's happening. We're, we're wasting time arguing without a leader. Nothing gets done. And Rachel's like, all right, so let's choose a temporary leader. Um, We're agreed we can't go into a mission arguing over who's in charge and when. So. uh, uh And Tobias says, but are we agreed we should go ahead if someone acts as leader? And he asks Axe what he thinks. And Axe says, I must decline to contribute my opinion, and I must decline to participate in the choosing of a leader to substitute for my prince. This is a matter for humans to decide. I'm not denying the danger, Tobias said slowly. But like Rachel said, we've got a solid opportunity. The risks are big, but I'm not sure we're free to say no. And Rachel's also saying she wants to be in charge, right? Marco. I mean, that's what this is really all about, right? I bit back an angry response. If I wanted to lead, I had to control myself first. Which, I I like that she has this insight here, I don't like that she then ignores it in basically every other instance of this movie. Um. Mm-hmm. I, and I also like the acknowledgement
1: that, yeah, she does kind of want to be the leader. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, well then shit will get done.
0: Because again, it's that need to be active, not mm-hmm. reactive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh. And Rachel says, no, that's not what I'm saying. I don't care who's in charge. Cassie can be in charge. And Cassie immediately says, no, thanks. Brain surgery? Okay. Secret res- rescue mission to the Pool When I have to. But not this kind of thing. Not rapid fire attacks. Not when she has to instruct other people what to do. Uh, I like, I, <laughs> I really love the callback to brain surgery. Just like, just in case you forgot. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
1: Uh uh Rachel asks Tobias. Uh, this book has some good callbacks generally. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. a couple throughout
0: that are just
2: mm-hmm. uh.
0: uh Rachel asks Tobias, and he says, No, I'm no one's leader. Uh and Marco is like, Well, Axe is the most intelligent person here. Um, but he doesn't really know. He isn't as familiar with, like, human stuff. And we're going to be in public amongst a whole bunch of humans. So, like, maybe not great. Uh, uh And so it's, it's left to Rachel and Marco. Um, so who's left, I challenged. You? Possibly. Not likely. I'm the one who does hard and fast and relentless. <clears throat> and reckless, Marco shot back. While you want to sit around and think every stupid little step to death, I spat. You've got a Hamlet complex, Marco. Yeah, and there's a method to my madness, which is more than I can say about your finer moments. Who or what is a Hamlet complex, Axe (laughs) asked. I'll explain later, Cassie said quickly. Look, if we're going to have to have a leader until Jake gets back, we're going to have to choose that leader in the democratic way. We're a team, right? A vote, Tobias said. It's the only way. Marco snorted. Beautiful. Let's see. We've got Rachel's best friend and her bird friend. I like
1: it. I <laughs> 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 the acknowledgement The boyfriend is probably not the right term to use in this instance. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's what you get into, friend.
0: Yeah, I, I just caught that. I didn't realize it. I didn't see it earlier. Um, and Axe isn't voting. Forget it, man. I'm out. Marco turned to me and bowed. Congratulations, your highness. Your wish is my command. Give me non-binary Tobias, who is just bird friend. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm going to talk uh, about this fucking Hamlet complex Yes, thing yes, this, yes, go. Right. Also, I do appreciate that he turns around and says there's method to my madness, because that is the origin of the phrase. So, mm-hmm. yes, Marco, my good student. Okay, so Hamlet's whole thing is actually more to do with fighting with duty versus morality. Like what is the right thing to do and what is the thing he should do? He doesn't want to commit murder at the end of the day, but he feels like he should and that's what he's meant to do. He's been tasked to do it by his father or his father's ghost. And the whole play is about him battling that it's his indecision. Like, do what, when is the right time to act? When should I do it? He isn't meticulously planning and conceiving every detail of how to do it. That's not what Hamlet is about. Like, he finds out information, he wants to check that he's... Uh, yes, he's precise in some of his actions, and then he has a whole ploy to like, oh, well, I'm going to convince them I'm mad then um so they don't but it is not I don't think it's a good point of comparison even Mm. if like um Marco's like yeah okay fine call me that because Hamlet is introspective Tobias is a better comparison to Hamlet though yeah if anyone in that group is Hamlet Mm -hmm. like there are there are better considerations like if Marco's anybody in Shakespeare, he's probably Lady Macbeth mm-hmm. because he's the ideas and he doesn't do the follow-through, but he's not manipulative in the same way. So maybe just Mac Daddy himself. That is another one. Either way, it's a lazy comparison, but I can absolutely see like in like oh, middle school, high school, just like Hamlet's big problem is that he overthinks everything, mm-hmm. which he is prone to doing um but yeah it bugs me a lot because marco's tragedy is not that he overthinks things marco is a smoke's head marco's a fool he's like Jaquez or one of the others like that's his place is to question and to think Mm -hmm. and to call questions on power That's what Marco does. And he does it while fucking joking. I have a lot of feelings about fools generally because I love them is -hmm. the thing. Um, That's the whole point of a jester. It's like the person that can tell the king he's being a prick. That's why we love them. So I just, uh, but this, aside from that, that comparison, I like this back and forth. Mm -hmm. I think it's very interesting. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
1: and I, Marco very clearly just like, no, I see the writing on the wall and I see how this is going. I'm not going to fight this
2: mm-hmm.
1: because Marco does pick his battles carefully. So in a way, he is kind of proving Rachel's point,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but not in the way that I think she necessarily thinks of it. Yeah. So. Ah. Uh. But, yeah, Tobias saying I'm no one's leader is just sort of like, mm, kiddo, I mean, I'm right there with you. I don't particularly want to be anybody's leader. Watch <laughs> any of my characters in a game be told, like, okay, you're in charge, and I'm like, uh, what? No. <laughs> no. No. No, not for me. Um, and But him being like, I don't, I'm nobody's leader And I appreciate that he put, like, no, I am the eyes on the outside. I am perspective. Mm -hmm. Because that's how he feels his role is. And Cassie being, like, not in this situation Mm -hmm. with this sort of tacit understanding. I'm saying that a lot today. Um, But that in a different case, she might be the best person for the job. And so she would step up if she had to, which we've seen her do. Mm -hmm. So... Yep. I do like also Marco's acknowledgement that in certain situations, Axe would be a great leader. Mm-hmm. So again, it's that understanding of the group's dynamics. So yeah.
0: Uh, so this is the main conflict. If you hadn't guessed of mm. the book um, is Rachel is made the leader kind of by default mm-hmm. um, because they don't actually vote on it, even though later she says multiple times in her narration that, like, you all voted for me. And it's like, no, they they didn't, actually. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Marco forfeited their need to be a vote because he knew – well, he was, it was his understanding in that
0: moment that he, it was a wasted effort. So an interesting alternative interpretation is mm. he, because we, we get a hint later that maybe Tobias wouldn't have voted for Rachel. Maybe mm. Marco saw the writing on the wall and is like, Rachel wouldn't be able to handle these people not voting for her. Mm-hmm.
1: Very good point. Um, also, I would happily put it out there, given the way, um, things go. Rachel wouldn't listen to Marco if he was the leader.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think. I think this is a point I raised in our, in our document somewhere about the way Rachel views the others. Mm-hmm. Most of the time she struggles to take Marco seriously. Yeah. Like, outside of very specific context, like, obviously their relationship develops and grows, but she belittles Marco a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And some of it is fun, playful banter, and he gives right back, but the way in which they hit back at each other verbally is has a different quality to it. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I made this comment after the, like the voting. I just, like, I don't think Rachel would have listened to anybody else if they were in charge, except maybe Tobias. Yeah. Like, because even Jake, she pushes back against all the time. Like,
2: mm-hmm. she's like,
0: there's a
1: fucking comment. Like, just like, nobody ever talks back to Jake. She's like, yes, they do all <laughs> the time, especially <laughs> you. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Have you read the previous book? yeah everyone might be brought round to his way of thinking but people argue with Jake all
2: the time mm-hmm. so uh, yep yep
1: but um Rachel's at home and can't sleep
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, our conflict established and this is when uh, we get the bringing up of Greek tragedies mm-hmm. um, how they were studied in English uh, like oedipus rex written by a guy with an equally unpronounceable name it's sophocles it's fine um (laughs) to be fair if it could it doesn't look like that i just have poked around enough like greek names over the years Mm -hmm. um but we get her examination of the word hubris because as i said before this book isn't very subtle i'm not saying it has to be but it's definitely not (laughs) um hubris is like a disease it means excessive pride over the top self-confidence the belief that you can do anything you want better than anyone else because you know back you know best because you're special because you're you just sort of like uh uh-huh yeah uh, the problem is hubris usually results in some extremely nasty payback, like being so horrified when you learn that something you did was really, really wrong that you pluck out your own eyes. Credit to animals for not mentioning what it is that hubris <laughs> does that made him do that. Um, it kind of scared me, reading about those war- hor- those heroes and warriors and kings. It also kind of reassured me made me feel like I was a part of a special club, one that's been around for a long time, an exclusive club, a club for people like me who know they can do great things and do them and then get punished for doing them. And then this was when I looked into the camera like I was in the office, like, ah, I see, the writing is on the wall. Because it's specifically these kinds of hubristic heroes that are brought up in the context of tragedy and like rachel seemingly both aware and unaware of going yep i'm in the club with these guys (laughs) these hero types that have shit happen to them because they did the good they did big things but i'm not going to be like
0: that even though i'm part of that club yeah i'm part of this club of people who do the things that need to be done because, and that they can do because they're them, uh, who also suffer from tragic hubris.
1: But I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sort of like, to be fair, that feels like a very teenager vibe to have, yes. like, the indestructible <laughs> confidence of just like, yeah. Yeah, but like, I'm not gonna fail like those guys, like, because I'm me. <laughs> I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just the fact that she had. It's it's like we saw earlier. There's like that level of awareness budding up against that sort of almost like ignorance or or bl- a blind spot, as it mm. were. Like, uh, like it's just like it's it's the elephant in the room. Um. But uh, Rachel's like can't sleep, Uh, and it's a kind of this is she's got nerves about being the leader. Um, uh, uh, Jake had told me often enough that the leader can be as scared or as full of doubt as any of his followers. He just isn't allowed to show it under any circumstances, no matter how horrible things get. That's the deal. People want their leaders to be larger than life, perfect, not subject to human frailty and weaknesses. Gods. Uh, i'd also say this is a very western attitude towards leaders mm-hmm. as well i feel like there's plenty of philosophies on leadership that are not that don't have that quality to them um but yeah uh, people want their leaders to act the way they wish they could act themselves jake always said totally confident completely brave not afraid never confused never worried Trouble was I was confused and majorly worried. Being the leader is mostly about other people. Being the kind of hero I was born to be, the kind of hero I discovered myself to be since this war started, was a lot about me. I was smart enough to have figured that out, so I was worried. Suddenly and out of the blue... Worried I'd do something on this mission that would seriously backfire on one of my friends. Worried I'd be responsible for doing something so wrong I'd want to pluck out my own eyes like that poor old Greek from the story. It bothered me. Made me mad. I couldn't afford to worry. And I definitely couldn't afford to show it. I was the hero, the warrior, the king, the doer of great deeds, right? And in order to do the great things, in order to win wars and build cities or whatever, you've got to have pride and confidence. You've got to be just a little bit arrogant, sometimes a lot arrogant. Pride and confidence and arrogance equal courage. At least it was that way for me. If we, we heroes and warriors and kings, didn't do the grisly but necessary stuff, the insanely brave stuff, who would? And this sort of understanding of her understanding of what it is to be a leader, to be a hero, is interesting when you contrast it with Jake's. Because again, I do feel it's like this sort of childlike simplified ideal of what it means to be the person in charge because it's it's the way it's presented to you in stories and you don't yet necessarily have the life experience and the emotional intelligence to understand all the other stuff that goes into making a good leader. But, yeah, I mean, then we have this fucking killer line um, because if nobody does if uh if those sorts of people don 't do the grisly but necessary stuff, who will nobody that 's who so it 's a trap, an inevitability you are who you are, character is plot, character is destiny, and then I go shriek about like <laughs> archetypes and good shit like that and recurring motifs and Again, self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I'm sad, and I'm an emotional wreck. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Animorphs, (laughs) baby. But yes, precursor to the end of that. I was not expecting some Greek tragedy uh, stuff to get thrown up into the mix of Animorphs. That was a fun surprise. (laughs) So... Uh, I just reading this is so much uh-huh. and this is that when I said oh, there's aspects of this book I think are brilliant mm-hmm. like that that might be one of my favorite parts of the book mm-hmm. right there is like Rachel expanding on what to her makes heroism and what makes leadership and her awareness of all of that mm-hmm. If you don't know uh, Oedipus Rex, Google it. Just look after yourselves, by the way. It occurred to me, like, being very flippant about it. Um, the, not everybody maybe does know, uh, even if it is, like, pretty widely, like, uh, cultural knowledge. Like, Freud's Oedipus complex is based in in that myth. Mm-hmm. So go educate yourselves. Yeah.
0: Have fun. Uh, I say fun. <laughs> uh, I don't think she's in danger of that specifically.
1: Uh, I appreciate that clarification, though. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't one of the horrible things I was possibly imagining, but you know, good to
0: know. <laughs> um, um, so Tobias shows up, uh, taps on her window, um, she lets him in, uh, and. He starts to explain why he was late, but she cuts him off, and she says, Tobias, do you think we're doing the right thing? Rapid strikes, I mean. Make the inspector think we're all over the viscer's butt. That we're stronger than we really are. It's a good strategy, right? Tobias fixed me with his intense hawk stare. Stealth wouldn't get us anywhere right now. We don't know exactly how long the inspector will be here. So if we're going to act, this seems the way to do it. So you think I'm right, I pressed, that I'm the one for the job. I'm the one, right? Nothing. It mattered very, very much what Tobias thought. I knew he was my friend. I knew he loved me. I knew that much. But tonight, more than usual, it mattered that he believed in me. I mean, you were going to vote for me, right? I said quickly. And Cassie, I think we'd better get moving if we're going to meet the others before the morning news. For a minute, I didn't say anything. Then I yanked my favorite old ratty nightgown off over my head and stood in the center of the moonlit room, shivering in my morphing suit. Fine. Let's do it. Uh. I identify st- so strongly with Tobias in this scene. Because uh, <laughs> I have I know I have done almost this exact same thing, where it's like, you really don't want to say the truth. Uh-huh. do you think "Mm, i'm not going to engage in this conversation we need to go (laughs) do you do you think we're doing the right thing i think if we're going to do the thing then this would be probably the way to do it yes
1: (laughs) 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 uh conflict avoidant behavior
0: Uh uh-huh uh my boy um
1: it does make you wonder not to like ascribe blame or anything here Mm -hmm. but if rachel had felt like tobias had more faith in her if Mm -hmm. she would have been quite so defensive yeah throughout
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: because she's because she's feeling unsure of herself Mm -hmm. she falls back into this being this uh this protective behavior of being very defensive
2: Uh
1: or aggressive or both Um, but we go to the next chapter it's very early marco's cracking wise about uh sunrises and having not really known that they were an actual thing despite the fact that you know in winter i'm fairly certain even in like non-specified california you still like have a slightly later sunrise,
2: <laughs> uh,
1: but they are at uh, WKTV. Um, the on their mission to convince the inspector, the Adelaide Manors are all over the mm-hmm. Mrs. Butt um, meddling in politics,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and she's ready to go. She's fi- fighting off this doubt uh, that this concern that maybe Tobias doesn't trust her. Did he not trust me? shouldn't matter. Maybe that's what he was telling me. It shouldn't matter what he thought. And she's like, Okay, better morphs. And Marco's like, okay, whoa, well, hold up, General Patton. How about step one first? And Rachel's immediately like pissy, pissy about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's like, Am I the leader here? And Tobias, it's addressed in the text neutrally, says, Let's hear what Marco has to say. Uh, and Marcus like infiltration. We have got to check it out. Small morph, get the layout, and if it's safe, then we do battle morphs. Um, and yeah, it's sort of like, and Rachel's like, no, not a good idea. We'd have to go inside as humans. It's too risky. And Cassie, well, no, unless we do something small. Went in, scoped the, out the place, bailed, demorphed, remorphed to battle morphs, and went back in. From Cassie, she's like, oh, why don't we just put off the mission until say next week? And it's like rude yeah Rachel unnecessary yeah but again she's already feeling defensive and Cassie is her best friend so hearing that from Cassie but also like we know that sometimes she views Cassie in not a super positive light especially Mm -hmm. if it comes to doing violent stuff Mm -hmm. so it's like is her own stress and anxiety telling us about her and the way she's fighting back at the others Mm so um but uh and she's like so Axe you're with me in this Is like I agree with the hammer concept that we work rapidly through our list of suggested targets however and she just cuts him off okay we're going in battle morphs hard and fast havoc try not to hurt anybody um and Marco stops fighting her on it and just also goes battle morph
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and the Havoc begins yep a, a, a wolf, a grizzly bear a gorilla, an andalite and, and a
0: hawk wreck shop and a TV studio yep the, so they go to a couple different locations for these, um, the first one we get a really long description of the rest are kind of like short descriptions of the the chaos that they sound um and it's it's good (laughs) it's very good i really like it i like the banter that we see between the kids as they're just wrecking shit um but uh the so they start to wreck shit they corner the, like, anchor person, um, and threaten her, uh, and Tobias says that they have company. And it's not in the form of reinforcements, it's in the form of, like, a tour group of just civilians. Um, and Rachel's like, all right, well, they don't matter. Keep Keep, keep on keeping yeah. on. I guess. Yeah, um, this is no reason to stop what we're doing. Hmm. Um. But Tobias points out there's too many civilians here now. Someone's going to get hurt. We should bail. And Rachel says no, not yet. Um. There is a brief mention of <laughs> some person collapsing and someone calling for help. And, like, for, for, their, for their grandfather, essentially. Um, Chekhov's grandpa. Yeah, Chekhov's grandpa. Um, and finally, Axe is like, Alright, well, I did what I was here to do in the computers, but now I'm cornered. And Rachel's like, Alright, everybody, cover Axe, let's get out of here. Um... Uh, she gives the Yerks a message, uh, which I really like. Just go home. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, then they leave.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, all in all, we sh- a really good, mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah, solid opener. Mm-hmm. Um, before we, like, we'll unpack maybe some of the details of the other one, but we should, like, point out, like, yes she's on the defensive because Mm -hmm. people are questioning her but it's immediate from the jump that rachel is not a good leader yeah and to be clear that's not a fault of her character some people just aren't Mm -hmm. like being a leader is Mm hard it requires a very specific sort of way of being able to think things like and it's very natural to be defensive if mm-hmm. people like are coming at you, especially if you're already feeling vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that has been established about Rachel consistently, I don't think this is necessarily just mean Rachel, is that she can be petty, mm-hmm. and we've seen this quite a lot from her in some of her interactions. She can be like we've described, it, like she can be like just a bitchy high school girl (laughs) and that team like coupled with these certain situations like the fact that she's like and it's said in the text like she's nasty to cassie when she's like Mm -hmm. why don't we just put it off till next week like why be that way and it is like that insecurity and this is sort of like okay well i'm gonna deal with this how i deal with it and just like i'm gonna get haughty and mean and be a baby Karen and just mm-hmm. be a bitch. Mm-hmm. And it's shitty and it's not fun to read necessarily, but it is interesting to see. For mm-hmm. all like there are aspects that definitely feel a little bit too just like, okay, well, mean Rachel's here. All bets are off go home. It feels very much like a young person in over their heads. Reacting in the way I think a lot of us do at that sort of age, which is if people, we lash out,
2: mm-hmm. especially, even if it
1: is people we like and we care about. It's just like, especially, it's just like, I thought you were all people would have my back. Right. And so you've, in your mind, they've injured you by not having your back. So you lash out
0: back.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a very, understandable reaction and I hate that for her mm. like <laughs> yeah uh, yeah like it it unfortunately makes complete sense given what we know mm-hmm. about her um yeah that she would get super defensive um I mean I've gotten defensive over less so mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can it's oh, same heart. getting defensive about something that you're trying really hard at is so natural and so easy and so easy to get caught up in um Mm -hmm.
1: and also like once you're in the headspace of like okay i need to defend myself everyone's against me Mm -hmm. fine i'll prove it to you all Mm -hmm. it's a real hard way to get back out of
0: yeah and And because this is
1: this rapid fire making hits there's no time for her to decompress and go "Mm, actually maybe i was a bit out of
0: line yeah uh, and once you're in that headspace, you stop listening to other people. Mm. Um. um,
1: a detail I put is like, she's gotten used to having to trust her instincts in battle.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, and if she goes too far, Jake is like, yo, call back. Or like,
2: mm-hmm. you need
1: a different perspective. But she's not the one that makes like, okay, now we bail. She right. can trust herself to do keep going until someone pulls her back. The person she has gotten to respect to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she doesn't, because obviously of the way thought speak works, she doesn't know how much the others question Jake during missions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This thought is occurring to me now as I say this.
2: <laughs> like,
1: she doesn't maybe see how much Jake does rely on marco and cassie's insights how much he checks in with everybody Mm -hmm. because he only hears rachel when he's talking to her because of how thought speak works it's all about like you see a leader in a certain way so maybe it tracks that she has gotten into this trap of thinking okay well they're not they don't want me to be leader, they don't respect me but i'm gonna do it anyway Mm-hmm. I get pissed off at Jake sometimes. He makes decisions I don't like, but it's for the good of the group, and they'll get over it, just like I always get over it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like convincing herself now this is the right way to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And because stuff does go well, it's just confirming
0: things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it it just becomes. Ammunition for her, right? It's like, it's why are you booing me? I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, exactly that. Um, you know, she's like, well, we got through it, didn't we? Like, that went well. Why, why are we still, like, mm -hmm, why are we still arguing about this? Um, and the reason people are uncomfortable is specifically after this first raid is that uh, Cassie was like, um, you know, I can't believe we had a live audience. Uh, I wish we had known beforehand that they w- would be there, gotten them out so that they didn't get hurt. And Tobias is like, I saw one guy who fell. He was kind of old. What if he had a heart attack or something? Check out his grandpa. Um, I felt a chill, something like fear or guilt. And then the chill was chased away by a hot rush of something else. Self-defense? Something. Uh, and she just snaps back, yeah, what if he just tripped? Come on, casualties happen. We didn't mean for the guy to get so scared. Besides, for all we know, he's a controller too. And everyone just kind of looks at her mm-hmm. and there's just this long, weird silence because everyone's like, hmm, this-, <laughs> this seems bad but rachel mm-hmm. blows up if we say anything so we're just gonna not i guess mm-hmm. um because they don't want to necessarily make things worse
2: mm-hmm.
1: also it is established rachel is scary mm-hmm. like her battle morph is one of the strongest and it's like it's easy to be intimidated by her
2: Mm-hmm. Um, um,
1: but they head to a, a local bookstore next um either marco is doing a bit or he just really uh, likes the la la doll from teletubbies either <laughs> of those opportunity uh, either of those possibilities make me happy <laughs> i couldn't tell you why i'm so endeared by the notion of marco having a la la doll um which clearly Axe has been watching because when Cassie's like, you do know that Teletubbies are for preschoolers, Marco, Axe starts quoting it. And I'm there uh-huh. just like, Mwah. yes, <laughs> good.
2: Because, like,
1: brief aside, you can rip the shit out of the Teletubbies and what it was, or you like, but that was a show designed for very young kids. That's why it's all bright colors and noises. Mm-hmm. That, it's like, it's designed that way for a reason. Mm hmm. Yes, it's a bit disturbing if you have more understanding of you know everything, <laughs> um, but I do like Tobias. Was it? Is is Tobias twice speaking twice in a row? So I don't know if it's a a, mis- a slight yes. mistake. Either yeah. like, um, but I also do vibe with Tobias being like, okay, that does it, Alex. We need to think about turning <laughs> off your TV because we do know Tobias is the one that watches TV with Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, twice again uh, is, and but this maybe would have been Marco, I'm not sure, but it's just like, there's like, be careful of the civilians. The store should be mostly empty. I was thinking that this would be like a small bookshop because I'm English mm. um, and like just generally the size of stores here. But then I realized like this is more like, this is like a big bookstore. Yeah, this, this is, is like, like a Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Um, but like Tobias gets cut off. Um, uh, we're in and out in five minutes, just like the studio acts keep, keep us honest. bless acts. I ju- I was not aware we were really involved in perpetrating a deception. <laughs> we stand an autistic king. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tobias is just like, just keep track of time for us. Axe in four minutes, we get ready to bail. And Rachel's just like, hey, I thought I was giving the orders. And Tobias, bless, just like just turns away and stares into this middle distance, <laughs> like mood, my man. <laughs> I have been there. <laughs> um, and she's just like, I mean, am I wrong? And Marco mildly is like, no, you're right. But you might want to consider one of those leadership workshops, the ones that teach communication skills, like how to not be a jerk. <laughs> um, <laughs> and cassie's just like Man, we're ready to go in when you are when you give the word rachel which is cassie doing the peacemaking thing and rachel lets it go no point getting into it with marco or tobias for that matter i was proving all i needed to prove
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then in we go to the bookstore and yep. unleashed the, their own patented brand of havoc yep um one little detail I particularly enjoy that I highlighted in our document, uh, they scare away the employees by behind the register. Moving away so fast that one of them leaves his cash drawer open, mm-hmm. at which point, like, Rachel runs behind the counter and slams the drawer shut. This was not about looting. No one was going to steal money and blame us. No stealing, plenty of mayhem. And I just put in our notes, hmm, don't want to give off too much of David energy when we're being an asshole already, do we?
2: Hmm. <laughs>
1: Hmm. Um, but we know that generally, like the kids don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like they always replace money if they have to steal stuff. And th- but like the fact that she goes out of the way to mention that, mm-hmm. I feel like that's. I wonder if David is on her mind
0: mm-hmm.
1: of like things that need to be done.
2: Yeah. Frankly, when is being... David
1: not on her mind? Thanks. I hate it. <sighs> um. We do have a a great... There's a fucking little cafe where Axe is having fun knocking people's drinks (laughs) over. We have a hipster going, My chai! No! Which is just hilarious. Um, Marco scares the crap out of a kid uh, after uh, Cassie's rapid defense of the Blue's Clues display. (laughs) Which is just like... This is the kind of little fun details... Yes. Uh, then he's just like, and Mark's like, okay, not the preschool. How about intermediates? So and Cash's like, just get out of the kids section, Mark. What's the matter with you? Go trash some computer magazine. Um, it talks about like how bookstores are like church. It's just like. Mm. This is a Barnes and Noble.
0: How much like a church can it be? Um, (laughs) As a kid who basically worshiped books, but basically never stepped foot in a library. I get it.
2: (laughs) Mm,
1: Fair play. Um, Rachel like there's there's books flying. A kid gets very excited to see a gorilla thinking it's curious George. And Marco is like, hey, I'm a gorilla. It uh, does vague gorilla things and the kid cries. And Marco starts feeling guilty about scaring a kid, which is just I love these little details. Like yeah. this this scene of the bookstore is just very mwah, mm-hmm. mwah. Um, Rachel gets her threatened on, like, we know all of you jerks. There's no safety. There's no place to hide. You tell them three that. You tell them we've only just begun. It's time for you to go home. Mm -hmm. Then they go to a hair salon and beauty place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Axe has clearly seen it advertised on TV because he's horrified by all the various things that people do in there. (laughs) Um, where Mrs. Chapman is a client and co-owner uh so they don't know for sure that this is a yuck running that place but it's uh it's a guess mm-hmm. but it's an educated guess um and we get this little exchange um where Marco's like you're enjoying this aren't you it's like yeah mm-hmm. i am we've taken it and taken it and barely fought back and now that's get now they're scared and they'll be more scared soon should have done this a long while ago yeah well we didn't have the mighty warrior princess in charge before marco said I heard the tone of sarcasm, but I didn't care. That's excuse me. That's right. But now I am in charge and now the Yerks are going to pay. Jake would be proud of me when he got back or maybe even a little jealous, maybe even a lot jealous. That was okay too. Things changed. People changed, situations changed. Jake had been the leader for a long time. Maybe it was time. He took a well-deserved rest. But, uh, they trashed the, the salon. They hit mm. up a sporting goods store,
2: make a mess there. Um, and then what's next? And then they go oh. to a bank. Yep. Um,
1: <laughs> so, and again, we just get good little bits of answer, like the actions very well described. Mm. Uh, I did note at this point, like, just like, yeah, we're trying to spread chaos. And, like, maybe you don't want to be in the exact same morphs every time. Just Just going <laughs> to put that out there because it looks very much like it's the same bunch of people every time
2: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. don't want don't to mix it up. And then of course the last raid that we see, they do mix it up and it does not go great. But my yeah. point is still valid.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: if you want to give the vibe, there's more of you than just six or five acting in this case, maybe mix up the morphs a little to, to give a, especially if you're just there to cause ma- mayhem. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's
2: just me being mean perhaps, um, but, uh, they bail on the bank,
1: um, earlier than necessarily planned, but, um, which Rachel's not happy about, but she's like, look, someone's probably, Twice points out somebody's probably already tripped the alarm because, you know, this is a bank, um, and they bail. They then see Chapman going into a cigar store. So they decide, cool, now here, uh, and, and cause a hassle in there. And Chapman, uh, gets the same message that we'd send delivered to the other Yerks and, uh, then they have a moment to sort of pull back. Like they go their separate ways, like to make sure they've got no tails. Um, uh, we do get the mention that they hit a gym. Um, where two of the trainers are controllers and they effectively pantsed two of the controllers. I just sort of like, okay. And, uh, is it a King- Kinkos, Kinko Kinko's, uh, Jenkos are the jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just one of the things I've noticed throughout all this, cause they then have
2: like a judge's chambers, mm-hmm. um, Petty, like the acts themselves are,
1: and it does again makes them in my mind come across as the young people that they are, mm. and it's a choice. And I think narratively speaking, it doesn't seem out of character. But again, this is one of those things where I feel like if the uh, Yurks had their shit together a little more like Mm -hmm. this is how fucking visa one stuff like this is how she put it together yeah like the choices that they make Mm -hmm. um they avoid the gap and then and then we get the line that made me very angry uh, Mm -hmm. so i had to stop reading for a bit we avoided the police station too many guns even if i knew it even I knew it would be too easy to get killed and none of us wanted the accidental death of a real hardworking human cop on our hands It had been hard enough to avoid hurting the guards at the courthouse. And then I'm just like,
2: I fucking hate this <laughs> bad white, liberal bullshit. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, also like it's been
1: established. Yucks go for police officers. Mm-hmm be I mean,
2: loads of yucks at the playstation
1: if you're trying to deliver a message like i get it like well, they're saying they have too many guns would have been enough but then we just get this weird line about hard-working honest cops and i hear just like
2: because i'm very mature like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Meh. the different places they hit um I think you make a good point talking about like it's it's petty and human
0: um just the kinds of destruction they do, i guess
2: it's mm. it's not as random as you might think mm. um, and and I think it it does play to what you were saying earlier about
1: the war going on and how many. Mm-hmm. People they know for sure are yerked with confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I also like the banality. Like, yeah, the guy who's the fucking manager at Kinko's is yerked. Mm-hmm. Two of the trainers at the gym are yerked.
2: Yeah, Like that that really does say to the it could be anyone. hmm hmm Uh So they hit a few more places. They hit, uh,
0: like Jade mentioned, the courthouse. They hit a law firm, a hardware store. Um, Wrapping the
1: manager in duct tape, which, you know, (laughs) that sucks more than you might think. Yeah. That's bad.
0: That'll take skin off. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they basically split up, demorph, to make sure that they don't have anybody following them um before they regroup to attack the community center. The community center being the place uh like the newest Yorkpool entrance that they know of. Um it's where it's it's the community
2: center that the sharing built where Tobias got captured. Um So it like it it's a capital T target for them. Um to finish this off with. Uh and so they split up before they go meet there. Um, and Rachel is riding a high. Very, very much. Um, it was a dangerous place to
0: attack so many controllers in a concentrated area. And here they would have hork shock troops, a very different proposition from scaring off civilians and roughing up human controllers. I wasn't sure exactly what we'd do once we got there but I knew I'd figure out something. I was Rachel, hero, warrior, and interim king. Tobias flew ahead to do what reconnaissance he could. Marco took off with Axe and Human Morph right behind him. Cassie and I walked a few blocks uptown. Once we were sure we weren't being followed, we'd morph into birds in a filthy but very private alley we'd spotted earlier. There was a bounce in my step. I felt like howling and laughing and leaping up onto a signpost and twirling in midair, like Gene Kelly in that old movie Singing in the Rain. There was chaos in the streets. Maybe not chaos, but there was definitely confusion. At least there was evidence of something going on. Lots of police cars just kind of cruising along, shopkeepers shutting down before the usual closing time. Clusters of people talking hurriedly, glancing over their shoulder nervously, anticipating the next bizarro attack. And she, like, scares just some random passerby, like, shouts boo at them.
1: <laughs> just because I know it can. It's annoying. And it just feels like,
0: but it is fucking funny as hell. It is. Um, and Cassie's like, can you not call attention to us, please? Um But as they're walking, they pass a uh, a display that has a TV in it that has the news on, Um and they learn about Chekhov's grandpa and how he indeed died of a heart attack. Um And Rachel has a crisis. Um where this bit that you highlighted in the document
2: mm. oh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> phone, but... ah, there we go, mm. um, it's right before they go to the kinkos mm. uh because she talking more about her crowing, but the
0: the way that she's thinking is interesting here because she keeps coming back to the same things we saw in that earlier chapter when she was kind of musing on leadership. Um, I was pumped psyched. This was my plan and I was in charge and we were kicking butt in the spectacular way. I knew we would hard to believe I'd ever doubted myself. Even for a moment, hard to believe that even for a minute, I'd questioned my ability to rule lead direct Make tough decisions in the depths of crisis. Exploit my soldiers' particular talents. I was made to be a leader. Hero, warrior,
2: king. I've known that all along. Character is destiny. Which, like... Now she's taking an even... A, a, a yet another? Reading of the same... Mm-hmm. Uh... Uh, but you said in the doc that you hate this. I, like I said, I don't hate it from a writing perspective. It just
1: like, it, it's a visceral, like, oh no, 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 I don't like it. No. Uh uh And that's why I hate it because Mm -hmm. it's reading that it's like watching a car wreck. It's like, oh no. Yeah. Um, I do want to highlight, uh, on, on the upside, uh, Rachel being like, yeah, I'm king. Just like, "Mm, yes, non-binary femme racial for the win. (laughs) She's not like other girls. She's not a girl. (laughs) Um, But just like her identifying so strongly with these things that aren't Mm -hmm. like these specifically male gendered terms. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just just like, "Mm, yes, good. And just like so much of her discomfort with like. For all that she likes shopping and stuff, like the way girls are meant to be. But also, I think that's quite common in your teenage years as well, can be just like feeling at odds with how you are expected to pay, especially given the way society talks about teenage girls, to be fair.
2: Mm -hmm.